this would be for investors certainly who want to get more growth and have kind of that additive return aspect out of their satellite investing. Welcome to Deep Dive, a special episode of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these episodes, we put BMO GAM's investment strategies under the microscope so you can see how they work for your clients and your practice. In this episode, Portfolio Manager Chris Heeks and host Danielle Nessel discuss the rise of clean energy as a megatrend that's powering investment trades globally. Then our experts dig deeper into the BMO Clean Energy Index ETF, ticker ZCLN, or ZClean, as a sustainable choice for investors looking to add ESG impact into their portfolios. Before we hear from our experts, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and bookmark BMOETFs.ca in your browser. This is the BMO ETF Deep Dive Podcast. I'm Danielle Neville, ETF Product Manager with BMO ETF, and we have Chris Heeks here today, BMO ETF Portfolio Manager. We're going to have a little talk about investing in clean energy. So, Chris, thanks for taking the time to join us. This is a great topic. Thanks, Danielle. Great to be here again. Well, clean energy has become a really popular and topical theme. It's been in many headlines recently. And this is because climate change has become top of mind, not just for individuals, but for companies, for corporations, and for countries everybody globally is really paying attention to this topic. So it's no surprise that from an investment standpoint, the companies leading the way with clean energy right now are becoming very popular as well. So today we wanted to chat about why now for investing in clean energy and how you can use an ETF to get exposure to this growing theme. So Chris, maybe we can start by setting the stage a little bit. What's clean energy all about and why is it such a hot topic right now? Yeah, thanks, Danielle. And I think, you know, you, you are already hit the nail on the head. It's just ESG. And in particular, we're focusing on the E and the ESG, the environmental in the case of clean energy has just become, you know, a real uh, major important theme to not only investors, but to society, to governments. Um, the world is moving in that direction. You know, we, we're recognizing that there's a long-term game here in terms of the environment. It's very important to, to uh, you know, to take care of that the best way possible. So you're seeing this long-term uh, trend is really becoming, you know, important right now. And, you know, I think new ideas always take time. Um, we've been talking about ESG for many, many years but I think we can safely say that this is a real trend now. And, and we're seeing that commitment through, you know, some of the, you know, some of the stats around clean energy. So why is it a hot topic right now? Well, first of all, Biden just, uh, you know, became the new president of the U.S. You know, for example, U.S. has joined, rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. And that Paris, Paris Climate Accord is carbon neutrality by 2050. Um, a little subtext is they actually want, uh, carbon neutrality on electricity production by 2035, which some might say is, is, is an aggressive target, but nonetheless shows you the direction things are going. China has a target of 2060. You know, it's more difficult for emerging markets to get there, but, you, you know, they, they do want to get there as well. Um, if you look at renewable electricity right now, it's about 26% of world electricity. Um, that number is projected to go, depending on the report, somewhere around the 50 to 60% range in 2050. So to go from 25% to 55%, you know, it's speculated that's going to be a $14 trillion investment to get there over 30 years. 
Um, you know, I'd also say even <clears throat> even under Trump, you know, this this theme was very much in place in recent years. So renewables in the U.S. overtook coal for the first time in 2019, um, and renewables were 23% of electricity production versus 20%. So, um, you know, there's a major shift that's happening in, in energy and in industrial production that's happening. You know, we identify this as a mega trend, and that's what we think thematic investing is all about, is identifying mega trends. And, you know, this, this I think, is very much one of those mega trends, and it's going to play a significant role over the coming 10, 20, 30 years. Um, so that's what makes it a hot topic, and I, and I think that's why it's also exciting from an investment point of view. So from that investment standpoint, then, Chris, what does it mean to be a clean energy company? What kind of companies are we talking about here when we're talking about investing in clean energy? Yeah, so there's 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 different ways to look at it. And, you know, I'll speak to I'll speak to our strategy a little bit. I mean, certainly the first place to start is clean energy producers. Um, So we're talking about electricity production. Um, But rather than coming from fossil fuels, you know, you're looking at the sources being you know, the main ones would be solar, wind, hydroelectricity. Uh, There are a couple other ones out there like uh, biomass, geothermal um, sources. But, you know, I I would say the main ones, you're thinking solar, wind, hydroelectricity um, in terms of that energy production. You know, we're going to talk more about our our, our index, but we also look at the infrastructure built around these clean energy producers. So you can have companies involved in the production of those photovoltaic cells that are used in solar energy production. So you can expand that universe to not just the companies producing the electricity, but the companies who are providing the technology and the equipment to uh, support that energy production. And, and so, so again, you know, our definition of clean energy would be anyone who's um, creating renewable energy or any, or any company that's, you know, directly providing that equipment or technology to um, to help make that um, make that energy production work, and then just kind of building on this, an ETF would would be just such a great tool to add all these clean energy companies to a portfolio because in a single trade you can add a basket of these companies who all benefit from clean energy production, the infrastructure, and clean energy technologies. And you know, Chris, we've seen this playing out in the U.S. already. There are many clean energy ETFs. They've been extremely popular gathering assets. But in Canada, we actually didn't have a clean energy ETF until early this year, uh, in early January 2021, when a few tickers were listed here on the exchange. And specifically, BMO listed ZCLEAN or ZCLN, the BMO Clean Energy ETF, which tracks the S&P Global Clean Energy Index. So, Chris, why do you believe ZClean would be uh, a great and effective way to add clean energy exposure to a portfolio? Yeah, well, first I would say it's quite unusual that you see such a, a major global theme, but not a not an ETF in the Canadian marketplace um, to represent it. Um, the S&P Global Clean Energy Index, which is the index that we're licensing for our product, um, is by far the largest index um, has the most assets tracking it from an ETF point of view. Um, and it saw approximately, um, you know, actually over $10 billion of flows in 2020 um, and into early January as well. So, um, you know, it's it's a strategy that's, um, you know, had a lot of traction and it was unusual not to have an ETF 
um, in Canada. So we see this as a, you know, this is clearly um, a theme that investors want to have access to. And, and that's why we were excited to bring it to market. You know, going back to that underlying investment exposure of this index, you know, again, it focuses on both producers and the um, technology and equipment that supports the producers. So you get a nice uh, mix there um, in terms of companies. You know, the thing that I would say about the index construction is it's what I would call a pure play index or a pure exposure to the theme. So the companies who are in this um, index um, have substantially all of their uh, revenues and business um, located in these these clean energy sectors of solar, wind, hydroelectricity, or the equipment that supports them. So, you know, in comparison to say, a, say, you know, you might have a traditional energy company that has kind of a little green project on the side, but it's, you know, it's very incremental to revenues, um, not really what the business is all about. Those types of companies aren't part of this ETF. So the com- companies in this ETF are pure play um, clean energy companies. And I think from the investment point of view, you know, it works very well where you're trying to get exposure to the theme. You know, I think in this case, um, you want to have that pure exposure to the theme and that kind of mega trend that we think is going to be a very powerful idea over, um, you know, the coming decades, um, certainly. So, um, so, so, you know, S&P is kind of the bellwether um, index in the space. We're excited to partner with S&P. Um, Again, you you know, in an index, you always get that benefit of a disciplined and a diversified approach that we highly believe in here at BMO, and and you get those traditional ETF benefits as well when you're accessing clean energy in this way, and you know, in terms of transparency, liquidity, tax efficiency, and a and a low cost. So there's lots of benefits. I think ETF is a great way to get into clean energy, and and S and P, which is the index we have partnered with, I think is a great exposure to this theme. And, um, you know, I would add, not only do we, do we you know, partner with S&P from an investment point of view, we're also really um, encouraged by, by the engagement they've shown in this space in terms of education, because this is still, you know, a, a newer idea, a newer approach, um, and we're seeing thinking evolve. So, yeah, we've been very excited to partner with them and think it's just a great way to deliver, you know, a disciplined, cleaned exposure to this theme. Yeah, and when you're me- uh, mentioning all those benefits of ETFs, low cost is one of them we always talk about, and ZedClean is really, um, really well priced at 35 basis points uh, management fee uh, there as well. You are listening to Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. If you're looking for timely trade ideas to navigate the current market, We encourage you to tune in each Thursday for our weekly Views from the Desk episodes. You'll hear razor-sharp insights, commentary, and ETF strategies from our portfolio managers, as well as questions submitted directly from our audience of Canadian financial advisors. So I'm reading a lot about uh, clean energy ETFs, and in the U.S., these were some of the top performing strategies in 2020. As all the things we've kind of just discussed, you know, the Biden rejoining the Paris Accord and even China committing to some aggressive targets down the road. Um, these have all been tailwinds for uh, these companies. Awareness is growing. Momentum is really building in the space. And money is flowing into these companies and into these ETFs. So this has some investors asking, 
did I miss the trade here or are valuations now just too high? So Chris, why do you believe clean energy companies still have some runway to go? And what are your thoughts uh, around current valuations right now? That's yeah, a great question. You know, is the trend over? Where is it going? You know, I think some of the points we've talked about, this is this is not a one-year trend or a fad. This is a, a multi-decade trend. Um, and, and, you know, I believe based on how we're thinking culturally about environment, you know, I, I just, I simply don't believe this trade is going away. So I, I, you know, anytime we look out 20, 30 years into the future, it's a forecast, of course. But, you know, I see this as a theme that's going to be very important, you know, increasingly important, you know, to younger generations, um, most likely. And, and it's going to be a very important theme going forward. So um, from that point of view, you could be very confident, I think, in a long-term outlook. Um, y- you can have that level of confidence if you, if you think, you know, the same way we're thinking. Um, in terms of valuation, certainly, um, you know, this is a higher volatility sector. It's a growth. It's a very high growth sector. Look at the index return of the past year. It's over 100%. You know, the year before that, it returned 25%. You know, there was this really significant rally into um, Biden's, you know, confirmation um, in, in January of his presidency. Um, we saw we saw quite a big uh, recalibration, as you mentioned, that there's a, there, there was a sell-off there. So now as you look at valuation, you know, I think it's a lot more compelling. You know, I think there's a lot of people who are concerned about valuations um, in January. Uh, if you look at one multiple we look at is enterprise value to EBITDA. Uh, that hit uh, an all-time high of 17 times. If you look at the kind of the five-year average, that's more around 13 times. Um, so certainly, I think people were rightly concerned about valuations, but we've had this really nice pullback, and now we're around 14 times. So we're just a little bit above the five-year average in terms of valuation. But the way I think about that is even in the last five years, you know, clean energy has had so much more growth and excitement around it that perhaps a slight premium is warranted. So, you know, I think valuation-wise, we're at much more reasonable levels and, you know, in terms of that long-term outlook, we're in a really good place. So I think from the investment point of view, you know, I think the way that it would help investors to think about it is you recognize this as a very growth exposure. It's got the potential to give really strong returns. It also has the potential for volatility in the short term. I think the right way to think about it is to have that long-term outlook, you know, to be able to say, okay, this is an exposure. I'm going to put it in my portfolio and I'm going to hold it for five, 10, 15 years. Um, Because, you know, as investors, sometimes that short-term volatility can obviously play with our emotions. We want to see everything go up all the time in a perfect world. Um, So again, having that long-term outlook, I think can really help investors here. Um, But yeah, valuations have come uh, in much more reasonable. And I think the long-term story is really strong. So it's exciting, I think. And then kind of just building on that, Chris, you mentioned it, this is more of a, for a long-term, maybe a growth-oriented investor. So when we're looking at portfolio construction, how would an ETF like ZClean fit in overall portfolio construction? And I know you kind of talked, you said, you know, it's ESG. We talked a little bit about megatrends. So how do you, how do you kind of describe what clean energy is when we're adding it to a portfolio? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a mega trend. You know, it's, it, it has an ESG component, certainly, like we said, focusing on the E, predominantly the environment. Um, you know, where I would think about it in a portfolio is as, you know, from that core satellite approach, 
you know, which I think is always a great way to think about building a portfolio. You have your core, which tends to be, you know, broad, diversified, you know, betas and, and, you know, Canadian equities, U.S. equities, international equities, emerging market equities. You know, you have your core there and then you have your satellites, which as an investor you can um, allocate to. And, and I think really usually what we see investors wanting to get out of satellite is a specific outcome. You know, whether that would, I doubt, whether they want to get more income out of their satellites or they want to get more growth out of their satellites. You know, this would be for investors certainly who want to get more growth and have kind of that additive return aspect out of their satellite investing. So, you know, I would think it from, from that point of view, you know, it's a high growth sector. Um, it's a more volatile due to its due to its very nature, but it has that ability and potential to have, you know, outsized returns. I think it will work very well as a satellite investment. Um, you know, for the investors who can have, you know, that risk tolerance and have that, that, that growth, um, that growth outlook and time horizon, you know, I think it will work very well in a satellite position. Great, Chris. Well, thank you so much. So many interesting thoughts and comments here today around clean energy. Thanks again for your insight on this very interesting topic. Thanks, Danielle. My pleasure. Always, always great to jump on the call. Well, that's it from Chris and I today. And as a reminder, if you're looking to add clean energy to your portfolio to kind of fill out that growth sleeve or that growth satellite position, you can certainly consider the BMO Clean Energy ETF, ticker ZClean, management fees, 35 basis points, as I mentioned, so cost-effective way to do so as well. And as always, check out our ETF dashboard for all your up-to-date ETF content. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to Chris Heeks, ETF Specialist and Portfolio Manager, and Danielle Nessel, BMO Product Specialist at BMO Global Asset Management, for joining us on Deep Dive. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to tune in to our weekly Views from the Desk episodes available each Thursday morning in this same podcast series. And for all things ETFs, you can visit the Canadian ETF dashboard at bmoetfs.ca. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio manager represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment tax or legal advice to any party. Investment should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statements that necessarily depend on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance.